Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. We're located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in the great big beautiful town bank building. We're also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building across from Winkies. We're now able to service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Isn't that wonderful? The weather's so beautiful today, but it is going to get colder. And if you'd like to know more about us and to meet each one of us, please go to our website, ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Dr. Casey Walters. She is a chiropractor. She has her own business called Catalyst Wellness, and it's in Heartland. And uh, we are going to give out some numbers a little bit later on. But you might be asking yourself, did I really turn into money sense? I mean, a chiropractor on money sense? What's that all about? Well, you know, the way I look at it is when we're um, fortunate enough to be your advisors and work with your investments, we can check that box off. When we think about taxes, check that box off. Inflation, check the box off. Risk, check the box off. Health, mm, not so. We can't check that box off. And the reason for that is, is that because that is something that you have to really take control of and you have to be responsible for. And this past year, what I discovered with my own health, I have been so healthy, I just kind of blew by everything and thought, you know, nothing's going to take me out well. Little beknownst to me is um, having a knee replacement, a complete knee replacement, and finding out that I had two herniated discs uh, took me out. <laughs> and it really made me appreciate the whole idea around being healthy. And I think I was like a lot of people thinking about getting old and, you know, aging and people who are older get sick. And um, I even read an article that said that men who bald early um, are the most likely to age quicker because they see balding as a um, aging process. And I thought, now that is really strange. <laughs> but as I think about myself, I never really think of Christopher Reeves, um, who fell off a horse at, at a young age and was completely paralyzed. And several years later, his wife passed away from cancer. And those are things that we really don't have a whole lot of control over, although I'm sure that there's things that we can do. Those are things that really catch us by surprise, and we don't have the opportunity to really make a lot of changes. But when I think about myself and where I am in my aging process, I look in the mirror and I don't see my age. And uh, just recently, though I have been, I've been because I was just so down and out over the pain and recovery. And I thought to myself, I will never not be proactive in my health. I'll never, again, not take an active interest in my health. And if I had to say anything to my clients, I would say it's never too early to be become thoughtful and, um, and to really think about being mindful 
of your own health. And so Dr. Casey and I were talking one day when I was in her office, and she said, Karen, you just have to be mindful. And I said, mindful? I said, what does that actually mean? And I said, there's a radio show, because if I don't understand it, probably most people don't understand it. And so I've asked Dr. Casey to come in today and to really talk about what we can do to be proactive with our health. And I exercised and I walked, but what I found out was that I wasn't walking correctly. I definitely wasn't breathing correctly. I was lifting incorrectly. And all of these things that I've been doing for years and years, you know, really start to build up. And if you think about your car, um, you know you got to put gas in it all the time. you got to change the oil. When something's broke, you take it in and they fix it, or you buy a new car. Well, guess what? We can't apply the same things to our body. When our bodies break down, there's really sometimes no way to fix it, and you have to learn to live with it. And so I want to encourage all my listeners today to think about the New Year's and to think about their bodies and to be proactive and to really take charge of your own health because we can create an absolutely beautiful portfolio for you. We can create the amount of money that you need for retirement. But if you're not well enough to enjoy it and you have all the money in the world, what we do know is you can't buy your health. And so we're going to take a quick break. And when my guest comes back, Dr. Casey Walters, she is going to give us some really good pointers for the New Year's and really talk about how how we can, you know, take take control of our health, and hopefully be able to ensure a more graceful retirement and a retirement where you can enjoy all the things that you've dreamt about that you've worked so hard for. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Dr. Casey Walter. She is a chiropractor. Her company is called Catalyst Wellness. It's in Heartland. And what's really nice is that um, not only is she as a chiropractor there, she has a physical therapist there, Sarah, and several people who conduct exercise classes. I work with gyrotonics and Pilates, and it's absolutely fantastic. And so where we always encourage our clients to look at EIG as a team approach, that's exactly what they have as a really great team approach. So welcome, Dr. Casey. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. You heard my introduction. That's a pretty tall list of things to talk about. But um, I have, you know, this year for January, we're not only encouraging um, our employees to be healthy, we've put into place several different things and our clients to be healthy. And I want to encourage our listeners to be healthy. And so I'm just going to let you jump right in. Sure. So we talked last week about the kind of buzzword of mindfulness, and I feel like that is a huge topic on, um, I guess, the discussion of the new year and the new you, because people think of mindfulness and we think about a general sense of awareness of yourself. And when you begin the aging process, like you said, it happens a lot earlier (laughs) than we sometimes plan for. And when you're in your 20s, you're going along living life, and then you go into your 30s and you wake up one day and you're like, man, I am not getting up as easy as I used to. And at that point in time is really when 
we should start paying attention to those signs and and voices from our joints and from our muscles that are saying, hey, pay attention to me. And as you start to get into um, exercise in your adult life, we sometimes get married to one form of exercise, which can lead to repetitive movements, which can lead to tendonitis and knee pain and back pain and The same thing can be said for our work environment. We get into repetitive movements. We sit sit in the same postures. Our computer setups are set up in the same way, so we're constantly reaching to one side or the other. And we get into these repetitive movement patterns that start to wear and tear on our body. And because we are not taught how to be mindful and how to recognize the repetition that lives in our daily life, those things plague us quickly. And as we age, we typically can't understand why we're hurting because I didn't injure myself. Nothing happened per se. But we get to that point in time where our tissues can no longer sustain the repetitive mechanical load and we haven't changed them in 20 plus years. So that's where I guess my passion for wellness in general came into play um, as an athlete because I came off of a softball field into adult life and all of a sudden I have to work with people in movement and manipulate people and my own body starting to change and I didn't necessarily I wasn't given the tools how to take care of my own body as an aging 20 something so the the term mindfulness is bringing a whole sense of awareness to yourself in space to your attitude towards how you're feeling about your body and it generally creates a um, a, re- a relationship with with your mind and your body connection that asks you to be present more so you're paying attention to the things that you're doing and if you notice something how can I change it and that is an education process um, I think teaching yourself how to stop and <laughs> stop and yes. reset because we're Americans, right? We grind. That is, we work hard, we play hard. That is the American dream, right? We, we're taught a solid work ethic. And when you have it, you just go. And it's a nuisance for something to be like, you need to stop and pay attention to me. You don't. We keep going until we hit maybe close to retirement. And then, or we hit a brick wall. <laughs> or you hit a brick wall <laughs> and your body's like, no more, I won't. And my hope is that bringing awareness to the mindfulness concept, it brings attention to how early you can start making a difference and how early you can start making a change in your patterns to help facilitate the healthy aging process. So we talked about a whole encompassing um, mind body movement, nutrition, sleep, stress, all of these factors are huge in playing a role into how well or how gracefully you age. I can't tell you how many clients sit down with me and, they'll, and they come with a diagnosis of something and they'll say, I knew something was wrong, but I just didn't go to the doctor. I, you know, I just pushed through it. And then by the time they figure out what it is, sometimes it's too late. And so that whole listening to your body, and my sister, who 
recently in retirement decided I've always wanted to walk. And so, you know, she's been walking probably like six miles a day or something crazy. And I talked to her the other day and she said, my feet hurt so much. I can't walk anymore. (laughs) And she said, I have to go to a gym and work on a treadmill or something. But she's still walking (laughs) and not really listening, Mm -hmm. you know, and thinking, well, the treadmill will change it. But it's it's really um, give us some pointers and things. Maybe we look at that 20 something, that 30 something, and then we look at that 50 something. And that's kind of when the kids are all going to college and life changes a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then we start looking at retirement and you know, what we can do. And so many people with COVID just sat on couches and right. really couldn't get out. So this has been a really crazy year. What do they say, the COVID-20 or something like that? And mm-hmm. um, how do people reframe their minds to think about health in a different way? Sure. So I think that understanding that you are your most powerful advocate for your health is key because we have trusted our medical professionals to know our bodies inside and out forever. And our model now in healthcare is they're not with us in our daily life. They don't see the things we put into our mouths. They don't see the things we put onto our bodies. They don't see how we move day in and day out. So they can't help us understand how we got to where we are. So I think the pit the pit of it is getting educated on how am I moving? Is how I'm bending to get into the laundry machine every day? Is it detrimental to my spine? Picking up the children. Picking up kids. Shifting a hip over when you hold, hold one. <laughs> I see a ton of moms. We do a lot of functional movement training with babies in hand. Just getting the general sense of awareness, there's that word again, that you need to be connected to your body when you're moving. Same thing when you're eating. There's a whole list of inflammatory foods that are known to cause inflammation in the body. Well, if you have an underlying source of inflammation and you already have a problem in an organ system or in a joint, that underlying level of inflammation is going to flag and make that system worse. So half of the battle is recognizing education and where to get it. And there are so many different resources, so many podcasts. There's so much available to us now that it's just kind of sifting through what resonates with you and what talks to your personality and characteristics and um, discipline type the most. Um, And as far as pointers, let's kind of go down the list of um, the big big hitters for wellness and healthy, graceful aging. So the first one is, is movement, posture. From the time you are sitting at your very first office job or on whether you're working with machines, you're a mechanic, whatever it is that you're doing, what is your posture like? Because it's like you talked about with your sister walking. And I'm sitting up real straight in front you of you are, now. You're beautiful. <laughs> you're showing me those collarbones. Your ribs connected. I love it. Um, but it's like you talked about with your sister walking. Yeah. It's repetitive. And by changing the surface, it may make it better for a little while, but it's still the same motion varied movement in all capacities. So I strive in my own life never to get the same form of movement two days in a row. 
So if I am lifting weights one day, I'm doing something restorative the next day, I'm walking yoga something the next day. It, it is varied, so my body is constantly adapting and it's never getting used to the same thing, so I'm never stressing the same tissues over and over and over and over. Um, that is something that isn't highly talked about uh, as far as uh, movement well, programming. Say walk your, walk your you know, 10,000 steps a day minimum. and. That just automatically tells you you should be walking. And I know the first time I came into the office with you, you had me walk down the hallway. And you said, you always walk that way? <laughs> <laughs> Let's practice walking and heel and toe. And mm-hmm. um, and the same with sitting up. And bending over was a big thing. I just bent over. And um, and it's that hip flex. It's the hip hinge. Yep. Yeah. We have no awareness of our backside whatsoever. We are so dominant on our front side um, because it's the tightest and it innately knows how to move us forward. That's what we're designed to do as a human race is move forward. So our front anterior chain, if you will, moves us forward and we get lost in sitting that our hip hinge doesn't function anymore. So identifying your posture, how you're bending, how you're reaching, sleeping. Do you sleep on one pillow or two? Strive for one because any more forward flexion of the neck, we already live there. We're already hunched over with our forward, our head pushed forward all the time. So identifying in at home, at work, at the gym, in your recreational activities, what are the things that are causing stress on your body? And if you don't know, there are tons of educated professionals that can help you tons. I am one of them. <laughs> and and I know that, so it was discovered after my surgery that I had these two um, herniated discs, and that's when I actually came to see you. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the things that you just pointed out to me, had I been doing them right, I may never have had the herniated discs. And it's probably one of the most painful things I've ever gone through. The knee my replaced knee was easy compared to having to go through all this um, sciatic pain and nerve pain. But I sit back and I think, boy, if I had only had some of that awareness mm-hmm. early on, I could have saved a lot of money in, in doing things that I didn't need to do that weren't really helping and, I, and time, and I would have had a better outcome in my knee that was replaced. You taught me even about breathing. And I remember reading in a Buddhist book or something where they said they get up and when children are born, they teach them to breathe. And not just open their mouths and breathe, but to actually breathe from their belly, which is what you've been telling me. All my breathing is up in my neck. And why is that so bad? Well, I think most of us do that. Yeah, absolutely. So breathing from an infant standpoint is reflexive. They naturally breathe like a Buddha. Their belly expands out and expands up and down. And so do animals. And so do animals. If you watch any animal that you have at home, it's a cylinder and it acts as a active cylinder to decompress the spine and stabilize the joints. And as we age, as I mean, it happens from the time I have an eight-year-old, nine-year-old son that I am still working on getting him to breathe well because we get kind of hunched over in posture and our, our shoulders round forward and all we have to do is breathe up and down into our uh, chest cavity. So we lose that function of the diaphragm unless you're a singer, right? Unless you're a singer and you know how to tap into it. But it is paramount because those accessory breathing muscles that are living in the head, neck, and shoulders, pecs, scalenes, uh, SEMs, all of those that create compression on the neck, 
those are what are firing how many times you breathe a day, right? So you are creating your own source of injury by poor breathing. And that is where the education process in my office starts is we watch you walk, we watch you breathe, we watch you bend over, (laughs) we assess your range of motion, and then kind of start the education process from there. Because the foundation of any optimal movement starts with proper breath and core activation. And you can't really successfully fire with stability in the right way unless your core and your breath work together. So from a spine standpoint, because that is my underlying foundational specialty, the core and the diaphragm, which is a a main part of the core, is the number one stabilizer of the spine. It decompresses, it stabilizes in all ranges of motion. So whether you're transitioning from getting into or out of the car, or you are sitting down onto the toilet, or you are reaching for your refrigerator handle, being mindful that my spine is being supported by an inhale and an exhale to exert force. We think about breathing to move and imparting that into our daily life. We eliminate at least 60% of injuries that could be prevented. My guest today is Dr. Casey Walters, and we are talking about being proactive with your health, being mindful, and some of the things that you can really consider. I hope that if the things we're talking about, you might be sitting back and saying, oh, my God, she's talking about me. (laughs) And and I have to say that, you know, when my friend Jean said, you've got to see Dr. Casey, she's phenomenal, and she's a chiropractor, and I went, a chiropractor? (laughs) Oh, I don't think I'm going to do that. So we're going to take a break, and we'll come back and find out what a chiropractor actually Actually really does. And with that, we'll be back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. My guest today is Dr. Casey Walter. She's a chiropractor. Her firm is Catalyst Wellness in Heartland. Her phone number is 262-361-0023. I've been working with Casey, and it's just been really great. Also, um, with the physical therapist and doing exercise and exercise that is really kind of unique and different, uh, gelotonics, and many people are uh, very familiar with um, Pilates, but we'll talk a little bit about what gelotonics is, and I think everybody should do it because it is the most incredible um, stretching and um, the feeling of your body being able to move the way it should move without all those crinks and cracks and it really makes a big difference. So I talked a little bit before the break about when my friend Jean said that I should meet with you. She's you're a chiropractor and um, I remember years and years ago, I mean years and years ago, and wanting to crack my um, back or crack something anyways and it scared me to death, and I thought, nah, this isn't for me. But I came, (laughs) and um, so talk about what a chiropractor does, and you have these boxes or something that you use that are so different than what my memory was, and it's such a a beautiful, holistic approach, and I think the combination when I went to see Dr. Edwards and had the MRI and then had the shot in my back and working with you, there's all kinds of ways to skin the cat, 
And I think really being aware of what your options are and what you're trying to accomplish with your body and working with the right person. And I do believe that it's so important to work with someone who you really trust and who really is interested and asks a lot of questions about what's going on. And it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's definitely not. Um, The chiropractic profession in its entirety is full of a wide variety of approaches. And um, mine just happens to be very functional in nature. I was an athlete and I wanted to understand biomechanics and I wanted to understand how I could prevent myself from getting injured in the future. And so I kind of delved into that path a little bit more, which incorporates more um, physical therapy-based Uh, education. So I learned a little bit more uh, from the Prague Rehab School and the DNS approach to evaluate movement patterns and how people learn how to get up off of the ground as a baby, kind of like we talked about with breathing. We have these reflexive movement patterns that we all go through and they're ingrained in our body. We just forget how to use them. So I got turned on to that right away, and I married that with the chiropractic adjustment, um, the, I guess, quote-unquote idea of something going out of place is a little old school for us um, as movement specialists and understanding biomechanics. is not a dry spine. A bone can't just pop out because there's muscles and ligaments attached to it. So if the only thing we're doing is adjusting and we're not looking at the function of the muscle and the function of how the joint is being pulled from a joint rhythm, we're doing a disservice because we have to treat all of those together before we're going to make a difference. And if I also don't evaluate how you're using that in your daily life or in your exercise programs or how you're playing with your kids, then I'm missing three pieces of a puzzle that I may fix it for a short period of time, but inevitably it's going to come back. So um, there are many different approaches to the chiropractic profession, like I said, and and that is is my passion, and that is how I built um, my practice. And my husband, Travis, is also a chiropractor. He runs our Big Bend office, Um, and we kind of built the foundation of Catalyst Wellness on move well, eat well, live well, because those two pillars, movement and nutrition, are the basis of our daily life. Sleep's in there too, but well, that's for a different day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So chiropractic in, in general led me down this path of movement and wellness and the rest of the layers that I added on in my 10 years of practice has kind of gotten me to where I'm at and how I approach things with patients. Um, And whenever you're in my office for an evaluation, we're looking at the bare bones of your daily life. So I am evaluating how you walk in my office. I'm evaluating how you sit down on my table. I'm watching your shoulders move when you breathe. I am watching your head slowly lean forward as we continue a conversation. Those are all the things we generally start to pick up on, and I bring that awareness to the table right away. And I am a huge proponent of um, triggers, right? So I 
promote using cell phone alarms. Um, I give out stickers in my office for patients to put on, I say, the three things that they look at the most, whether it be a cell phone, their rearview mirror, if they're carpooling a lot, or their computer. When you see or when your attention goes to that sticker or your cell phone alarm goes off, do your check-in. Get up. Stretch open the hips. Check in with your posture. Take five deep breaths. Resetting your brain, resetting your mind with breathing, it is the closest activation to your central nervous system that you can get to. And once you initiate that heat in your central nervous system, everything else starts to listen a little bit better. So when you see those stickers, you are taking two seconds out of your day to make a change in your posture to deload a possible injury in the future. It is just slowing down and taking a a little bit of time, whether it be one day a week or on your off day, that you slow down and connect to a form of movement that restores function to your joints, to your tissues. We spend a lot of time foam rolling, using the Theragun, all of those types of modalities. None of those ask you to be present. None of those ask you to connect to your own body and movement. And until we ask that of ourselves, we're never going to be aware of how poorly we move and how it can contribute to our aging process a lot faster than it needs to. And so many people feel that the whole idea of exercise is you've got to sweat and it's got to hurt (laughs) and it's got to be heavy. And that isn't necessarily true. And maybe there's a portion of it that you do, but there's also um, what I have just been experiencing is with this stretching is feeling my spine elongating and opening Mm -hmm. and my chest opening and my back opening and my neck and um, working even on my feet, the rotation of my ankles Mm -hmm. and my feet. And that really, to me, does not have anything to do with exercise as such, even though you're still exercising. But again, it's a movement. It is. Absolutely. And we're, if you assess a chain of movement, it starts at the ground starts at the feet and works up all the way up to your head. So if you have an energy leak, what we call a fixation or a a tight muscle that is keeping your ankle from getting five degrees of dorsiflexion, it changes how you load your knee. It changes how you load your hip, which goes on up the chain into your spine, into your neck, into your shoulders, et cetera. And so many people have the the hip replacements, the knee replacements. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, how much could that have been avoided if we were aware right. of, of how we would be walking or using those joints? Right. I've had a wonderful success with um, taking the model that we've kind of imparted into the rehab studio with Pilates and going through how to properly move in setting up your feet position to hip hinge to squat. We've gone through people that were going to get a knee replacement that really on x-ray didn't have bone on bone, but they were in so much pain and PT, rounds of PT didn't help, any cortisones didn't help because we weren't addressing the root issue. The root issue is that you move poorly. So if we don't remove that stimulus, nothing's going to help. So we found by taking it down and making people go through that regimen of being present and connected to the movement in the Pilates, like we call it like the, the re, uh, reboot 
reboot Pilates course, um, it, it brings them back to how they are moving and we change those habits. And after, like you said, it takes time. After three months, the pain levels have decreased by 50% and they're questioning in their head at 50 years old, do I really need that knee replacement? Well, let's look at the x-ray again because your pain levels have decreased by 50%. The last x-ray said that you weren't bone on bone. We still have a lot of room for improvement. Mm -hmm. And if we can be as conservative as we need to be, it improves your quality of life and improves your function. And it changes what your road looks like when you're retiring. You know, we talk a lot about um, the things that we can do with our muscles, but so many people are fighting the overweight syndrome and poor nutrition and we ate so much during COVID and um, not exercising. The whole nutrition thing is really an important piece um, and it's not about losing weight. It's about being healthy and eating balanced meals. And I know I talked to you the other day and said, oh, I don't think my nutrition is all that great um, because I live alone mm -hmm. and it's not always fun just to cook. And so I, I never eat fast food, but I eat fast. <laughs> and um, not always, you know, maybe it'll just sit down and have cheese and crackers and because it's easy to pull out the refrigerator. But, you know, it's it's not good for your body. And I know that. And so rather than thinking about in the new year about maybe losing weight, what does our body need in order to live right? You know, what is the right foods? And I guess I put it in there, you know, we would not put water in our gas tank. Sure. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's not going to go. It's not but going. But we don't really think about what we put in our body. And I also want to say I'm a big advocate of what's on your body is in your body, as well as um, starting to think about clean makeups and clean different things and, you know, even clean undergarments, which think about the things that are on your body all day, mm -hmm. you know, your bra, your underpants and all of those different things. And they have so many chemicals in them. And so it's what's on you is in you and what's in you is in you based mm -hmm. on, you know, food and, and all the other things that are harmful. Absolutely. I mean, our skin is our largest organ, right? It has pores all over itself. So uh, you are absorbing everything that you are wearing all day long, everything that you put on your skin, lotion, shampoo, conditioner, shaving cream, all of it. So kind of go, going into the labels of those and understanding these are, these are good versus these aren't. There is a list of over 1,800 um, toxic chemicals that are found in our products in the United States that the European have, has banned. So um, there's a lot of resources out there that, that detail those, um, and I, it is definitely worth looking into. But from a nutrition standpoint, um, from a macronutrient standpoint, we talk about fat, protein, carbs. We are hugely deficient in protein as Americans. Um, the majority of our food that is prepared for us is high in fats, a lot of times saturated fats and high in carbs. So and tip, salt. And salt, which Ugh. is great for blood pressure. <laughs> um, but it is very important that you're getting at least a half to three quarters of a gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you think about that, if you're 160 pounds, are you getting mm -hmm. that? in a day, most people would say no, because I'll ask, what do you have for breakfast? So I had Greek yogurt 
and granola with blueberries and a granola bar. Okay, 12 grams of protein in a cup of Greek yogurt, and then the rest of it's sugar and carbs, maybe a little bit of fat in there. So you started your day off with a huge insulin spike, and you're tanking at about 11 o'clock searching for that second cup of coffee, or third or fourth. I hear the gamut. But it is really important to evaluate how much protein you're getting in a day and evaluating that ratio to carbs because we need at least at least 50 grams of carbs for our brain to go, right? We have a basal metabolic rate. Most females in our country are eating well below their basal metabolic rate, which leads to a metabolism syndrome because once you start to starve your metabolism, it slows down. So whenever you do feed it, hopefully it's healthy because if it's not, you're taking in saturated fats and carbs and storing them because your body's like, Mm-mm, I'm not letting this go because I don't know when she's going to feed me again. So if we can understand that protein is the biggest source of what we need to have on our plate and then pair that with little portions of fat, little portions of carbs, and eating that to at least twice a day, hopefully three. Um, you know, there are a lot of different schools of thought on timing mm-hmm. and small meals versus three big meals you know or it fasting is, or fasting is it is a it is a huge thing but everything is it comes back to that repetitive nature mm-hmm. your body adapts it's a it's a brilliant machine it has the ability to do all the things you want it to do but unless you're being smart with it it rebels on you So we have the power in our hands to take care of ourselves well. It's just getting that education, getting that knowledge. So we have to kind of get back to the basics and and say, okay, my body's not going to function for me if I feed it crap or if I starve it. My guest today is Dr. Casey Walters. She is the... um owner of Catalyst Wellness in Heartland, Wisconsin, and her phone number is 262-361-0023. If you're looking to start your New Year's off with information and, you know, just get a good checkup and to see where you're at, um, please give her a call. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Dr. Casey Walters. I started out the show by saying that um, as investment advisors, you know, you can check the box on investments and you can check the box on taxes, check the box on inflation, check the box on risk, um, even check the box on family meetings and helping people with their own family dynamics. But the one thing that box that we can't check is health. And that's the number one factor that can erode someone's portfolio very quickly. It's really important to be proactive, just like you are with your money. You reinvest and you get the dividends over time. Taking care of your body is an investment over time. And my guest today, Dr. Casey Walters, has just been talking about all the things we can do. And of course, New Year's is coming and people make New Year's resolutions and they have great big goals and most people don't keep them. So what are the small things that people can start to do to change the habits besides picking up the phone and dialing you at 262-361-0023, what are some of the things that they can do? 
So uh, for the baseline, stop and take a breath (laughs) and then pause (laughs) and take your five breaths and say, what is bothering me? What is it about my life, my health, my something, whatever it is? Listen to your gut. Maybe it's just not even sleeping. Maybe it's not sleeping. Listen to your gut and allow that to come to the table because unless you start listening to your own body, you're never going to be present in it. You're never going to be able to connect to it the way that you need to to age well and age gracefully. So that is how I would encourage everyone at midnight or before you go to bed on on December 31st, take five deep breaths and listen to what your body has to say to you and make that your attention for the next day. Going from that, I would encourage everyone who hasn't seen their doctor and has a feel in their gut, your gut is always right. So if you feel like something's wrong, schedule an appointment with your primary care, schedule an appointment with the doctor that you trust the most, get your routine labs, get a basic evaluation assessment so that you can go into the new year feeling good and feeling confident that you are in a good place to move forward. Get a movement evaluation. If you feel like your body is aging faster than what your mind is, it is most of the time, have someone look at your movement patterns. There are tons of educated professionals in the uh, greater Milwaukee area. I have so many colleagues all over the corners of town that can watch movement patterns, can assess, hey, you're bending poorly 100 times a day. Do you know how much stress that's causing on their back? And then you lift or you hold a baby or all of these things. We can reduce that by changing those patterns. And the other thing that I would be um, encouraging for most people is take an evaluation of what you're eating in a day. Most people are like, oh, I hate food logging. Take seven days and write down what you're eating when you're eating it and evaluate how you feel afterwards. Because if you feel like sluggish or tired, or if you get bloated, or it immediately makes you run to the bathroom, there's a system that's working for you inside that is raising red flags that you have been ignoring. And we have the power, we have our symptoms that are telling us, hey, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, until we get something like Crohn's disease or colon cancer because we haven't listened for so long and we've been just kind of medicating ourselves with antacids or things that help us digest more easily so we can continue to eat the way that we do. We or have keep taking vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> right? That'll solve everything. Right? You know? It it is very uh, we have a lot of power that we push off. I believe in in our own lives that if you just kind of sit with yourself and write down some of the things that bother you, it's hard. That is a very hard thing to do for mind and um, spirit. Even it's it's hard to let that voice come out. But when you make that connection and you realize the power that you have to change, even if it's one food that you felt made you bloated, what if that one food was a major source of a major a driver sort driving source of your issue so you have that power to connect to the things that you're doing in your daily life movement food stress sleep all of those things 
are building the foundation for how you age into retirement and how the quality of your life is going to be going forward. Sometimes I'll tell people trying to get information on investments is like trying to take a drink out of a fire hose. Yes, ma'am. And it's the exact same with health care. You look on TV and there's a pill for everything and, you know, they're walking down the beach and they're so happy. And um, then you go into a, a store of vitamins and there's vitamins for everything. And I'm not particularly fond of taking any kind of pills, but, you know, every time I get blood work, they say, you need more vitamin D, you need more vitamin D. And um, and so you just, you just have to be aware of everybody's body is different. Absolutely. And where you're going to get that information. And I think just like we say, you know, people say to me all the time, I wish I'd have met you so many years ago mm-hmm. and started saving and being disciplined the way I am today. Same thing is we don't want to go to the doctor. We're afraid it's going to cost money. We're afraid that, you know, we're going to get bad advice. We don't know who to trust. Take the time. Take the time. And if you sit with a, a, a doctor, what, no matter what kind, that it just doesn't meet you where you are. There are so many educated professionals that are different personalities and approach things in different ways. The relationship with your provider in any capacity, in any field, is paramount because if you feel comfortable and you feel heard, seen, connected to, and feel special like you're getting listened to for the first time, you're likely to take advice, to take credence from that provider and move forward in confidence, hey, this doc has my back, has my best interest at heart, and wants the best for me as we move forward on this journey together. Because it's a two-way street. One of my very favorite billboards, and it's up right now, is Before We Invest, We Listen. And when I put that billboard up, yes, it was telling our potential clients and people reading the billboard that we listen to what you say because we can't develop a good plan without listening to what's and often hearing what's not being said. But I also hoped that that billboard would get people to say, does my doctor listen to me? Does my attorney listen to me? Do my kids listen to me? You know, am I being listened to? Because you're the only one that can have the voice as to what you want, what's going on in your life and in your world. And I think that it's so important to take the time to find the right people to really help you on the journey. And there isn't anything more important than your health because all the money in the world cannot buy it, it can't change it, and we've seen that time and time again with very famous, very wealthy people that have gotten sick, and there's nothing you can do with all the money in the world. And start young, start young, um, be aware of your body, listen to your body, and it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. In dividends. Yeah, pay off in dividends. My guest today is Dr. Casey Walters. She is a chiropractor and a fantastic one, I might say. Her company is Catalyst Wellness in Heartland. There's also one in Big Ben. Mm -hmm. And her number here in Heartland is 262-361-0023. I highly recommend that you give her a call and get a great start on your New Year's. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and your financial well-being. 